2: Hot, hot, I don't believe
3: what I just saw. Bill McKenzie kicks a 38-yard field goal on the
1: final play of the football game. Five seconds left in the game. It's Do you over. believe in miracles? Yes.
4: It is a great night to be a Mountaineer wherever you may be.
3: From the home of the state's land-grant institution, inside the Health Plan Studios, in the Dale B. Miller Building in Morgantown, it's time for the state's most-listened-to sports talk show. This is the CityNet statewide sports line. CityNet, cybersecurity experts for the digital age. And now, across the state
4: of West Virginia and beyond, Sportsline is on the air. Hi, everybody. Welcome in. Good evening to you. It is the CityNet statewide Sportsline on this 8th day of June 2023. It's a Thursday night. Thanks so much for being with us. Coach Hunter in the studio and coming up on our program this evening. Got a bunch of different stuff. Some things to get into. Firstly, Uh, We had Ren Baker in studio here earlier today as a guest on Three Guys Before the Game, and we hit a bunch of different topics. We will play some of those excerpts back coming up, and that Three Guys pod in full has been released. I don't know where we went, probably like a a minute. Probably went like an hour, 15, 20-ish, something uh, like that, the full podcast. But We'll play some cuts for you. And we got into a bunch of different things with Ren Baker. That'll be coming up. Also, our North-South Football All-Star Game previews continue. And the game now is just a couple of days away. And Mark Augusta, who is the head football coach at Van High School, who will be coaching the South team in Saturday's game, will join us here in just a little bit. Talk to him about his... Uh, his week, his great season that he had last year at Van, and I don't know, I might also delve into his other job. He's got another job. Well, he did. That everybody- he, he, he worked for 25 years in the Federal Bureau of Prisons, Ooh, and that that is never boring, so I might nope. get into a little bit of that as well. Um, also, this evening, last night we had John Flowers on, and we talked about the game next month in Fairmont that will match a group of WVU basketball alums against a team from the University of Maryland. And this is one game in a series of games that will be played around the country this summer, and they call it the ABL. That would be the Alumni Basketball League. And the founder of that league is Kareem Rush. Do you remember that name? Absolutely. Played at, played at Missouri. He's the founder of it. He's going to jump on here with us in a little bit, and we'll talk to him more about the concept, which I, 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 I like a ton because obviously college basketball fans love the emotion of the game, and we have these great memories of these past battles between these schools. And then you say, okay, let's take it one more step here. Um, what about putting some of the former guys together and getting that back together? Kind of, you know, a little blues brothers ish, mm-hmm. bring, put the band back together just for one night and one night only. You remember when Aykroyd and Belushi had that massive PA speaker on the top of the former police car, you remember, just kind of going through the streets for one night and one night only. It's the Blues Brothers. Well, this is for one night and one night only. It's the Mountaineers and the Terrapins in Fairmont. So we'll talk with Kareem Rush about that. Also, coming out today, what we had anticipated, and that is an announcement from the Big 12. No, 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 not about conference expansion, reorganization. No, sorry about that. At least not yet, if in fact it happens. But they made the announcement today about what is called and what is going to be branded as Big 12 Mexico. Big 12 Mexico. It's been rumored, and today, not all of the details, but a good chunk of details. Who will it involve? It will involve men and women's basketball teams from the conference women's soccer teams, since they don't have men's soccer, and baseball games. And those competitions will take place in Mexico, and the very first one won't happen until a year from this coming December. December of 24, basketball game in Mexico City featuring Kansas and Houston. In a Big 12 showdown, then you'll have Big 12 women's soccer and baseball in exhibition games against teams from that region in Mexico. Commissioner Brett Yormark said, Mexico is a natural extension to the Big 12 footprint. I'm thrilled to introduce Big 12 Mexico as the conference's first ever international presence through Big 12 Mexico, our student-athletes will have the opportunity to compete in an international setting and our conference will have the chance to showcase our brand across Mexico. It goes on to say and describes how various media organizations, ESPN, Fox Sports, ESPN Deportes, ESPN Mexico, and a few others will promote these events. Also, the Big 12 will put together its first-ever Spanish radio broadcast of the Big 12 football and basketball championships starting this coming year. So off we go. Um, no mention specifically yet to West Virginia. The only teams we're seeing today are Houston and Kansas in that basketball game. It does go on to say that there will be community outreach with this, commercial partnerships, and money stuff to make money. This includes uh, partnering with notable musicians and artists and launching an influencer marketing campaign in the region.
5: There you go. Trying to expand your footprint and potentially a bowl game.
4: Yeah. Right? And here's something I was just telling Greg before we jumped on the air. End of this. Five current, five current and future Big 12 members. Baylor, Houston, TCU, Texas, Texas Tech are located less than 400 miles from Mexico. That makes a ton of sense, right? Five. Yeah, five. So think about this. They're less than 400 miles from Mexico. West Virginia, as of today, and this will remain, actually, not as, as of today, but West Virginia's closest, up until technically next month when the others come in, West Virginia's closest rival right now in the league is 700 miles-ish. A little more than seven, to Ames, Iowa. So it kind of puts things in perspective, right? You've got five members that are going to be 400 miles away. You've got West Virginia's been out here for 11 years, 700 miles away. they will change, obviously, with Cincinnati and uh, UCF coming in. So off we go, man. Coach Hunter, it's going to be a heck of a drive for you.
5: Yeah, it is. Uh, if you want to get to Mexico City from Morgantown, it's 2,200-plus uh, miles. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, it's take it. A- tanker to a gas or a real good charge on the uh, on the ev so uh, that way but interesting and, and like i said you know there have been some bowl games that have been outside the continent of the united well outside of the united states uh itself there's still one in the bahamas i think our own kyle wiggs hits that uh, one on a semi-regular he, he, several races. times he's done the bahamas yeah, yeah exactly absolutely. so Monterey, Mexico, which again uh, I'm geographically challenged, I guess, because I had to look it up. I was thinking it was over on the Pacific side because uh, yeah. Monterey, California, just you know, All right, sure. No, it's not. It's it's pretty much dead south of San Antonio, pretty close to the U.S. border. Okay, just a few hundred miles uh, south of San Antonio. So, again, that second largest city, there are five million people there in Monterey, and that's not as big as Mexico City. So you're talking about a major population. And that's what you're trying to tap into that a little bit in the the money and all that type of thing that, that broadcasts and marketing can do in that area. I understand what they're trying to do.
4: So you look at this deal and I say this, you try it. Can it be a bad thing? I don't think it can be a bad thing. I think Is it going to be a great thing? I don't know if it's going to be a great thing, but I don't think it kills you as a league one way or the other. You give it a try. Does it grow? Does it get some legs to it? Is it kind of neat? Do you do a little something off of it? Can you generate more interest? Can you generate more revenue? Can you generate more fans? You you see. If it doesn't happen, you shoulder shrug the thing, and you go like, okay, that's fine. So if it doesn't work, you stop doing it. If it does work, you build on it, and you go. The only thing, the negative to this would be, and every school is going to say this, like, don't take away a home game from me in football. Don't take that away from me. Because that's when schools are going to go like, whoa, 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 whoa. Time out. Unless you're, even if you pay me and make me whole for losing a home football game, even if you do do that, you just, again, it cost me all of the economy that comes to my school for a home football game. For our businesses, for our hotels, for everything else. So that needs to be figured out. Yeah. If it's a once every 12 year thing, you might eat it and say, okay, with a little, we'll give you a little bit of this if you do this type thing. But other than that, there's probably no bad yeah, looking, that comes I mean, from you this.
5: Know, some schools, Baylor this year has eight home games yeah. in football. So you could say, okay, you know what, Bears? Uh, we, we can wiggle this around maybe only have seven and you know financially we'll make it so it works and and you know West Virginia basketball wise I mean Tony you've they've played these Thanksgiving time tournaments been
4: in Cancun mm-hmm. been in Puerto Rico yeah um, been around yeah
5: so I can see you know yeah. how much different is that so like you uh, you know would I want to see a, a home a, a pure home game all of a sudden moved out no, no but uh, I, I don't you know, that, that, with this with this bowl possibility, that sounds like the way they're going to market this yeah. for football.
4: Give it a try. See what happens. All right, stay with us. When we come back, some comments from earlier today. Ren Baker was in our studio. We'll hear from Ren and more coming up. Do stay with us sitting at Statewide Sports The line.
6: most advanced tools in pediatric surgery are the hands of the surgeons at WVU Medicine Children's. The Heart and Neuroscience Centers at WVU Medicine Children's Hospital bring together the medical, surgical, and support services your family needs, making it the premier destination for the diagnosis and treatment of neurological and congenital heart conditions. At WVU Medicine Children's, we will be with you every step of the way. Visit wvukids.com.
0: West Virginians owe a big thank you to the State Public Service Commission for their efforts to keep the Pleasant's coal-fired power plant operational. The Commission reviewed comprehensive expert testimony in areas of resource adequacy, capacity factors, reliability, economics, reasonable alternatives, and the cost of comparable electric generation. The Commission unanimously ordered First Energy and Mon Power to continue their due diligence while keeping the Pleasant's power plant in a state of readiness without causing any layoffs or individual hardships to state residents. This is a win-win for everyone involved. While some state manufacturers joined with the Sierra Club and Climate Extremists to advocate the premature closure of the plant, we are proud of the tremendous response from all friends of coal and coal-fired power workers who voice their support for keeping Pleasant's open. The Public Service Commission has become the most deliberative and judicious body across state government, and we appreciate their efforts. A message from the friends of coal what is Community Risk Reduction, or CRR as you've probably heard it? Community Risk Reduction means checking your smoke alarms to make sure they're working properly. It means having a plan in case of an emergency. It means being vigilant and checking on your neighbors. Community Risk Reduction is not a new program. It's a mindset change. If it's predictable, it's preventable. The CRR approach increases public safety because of the collective work with the community to understand, assess, and provide inclusive solutions to community safety issues. Brought to you by the Office of the State Firemark.
3: Live from the Health Plan Studios, the CityNet statewide sports line returns in two minutes on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Metro News this morning: the biggest stories from around the state of West Virginia when you want them. Brought to you by Burdette Camping Center, home of the RV Warranty Forever. Chris Lawrence at the anchor desk.
6: We are ready to get the day started in West
3: Virginia with all of the information you need. Carrie Hudasek brings you the day's headlines.
7: More than thirty-three million dollars in infrastructure grants will help some long-talked-about projects in West Virginia. Governor Jim Justice announced the grants from the West Virginia Water Development Authority last week that will cover seventeen different projects, including. The completion of the Clay County Courthouse Annex.
3: Kyle
1: Wiggs at the sports desk. Cabell Midland winning the Triple A State Championship claims its first championship in baseball in 20 years. Winfield beat Kaiser 3 0. First baseball championship for Winfield in 21 years. Wahama beat Tyler Consolidated 10
3: 0. And Hoppy Kirchable's Daily Commentary. Metro News This Morning, brought to you by Burdett Camping Center. Listen where you get your favorite podcasts and online at
6: WBMetroNews.com. Weekdays at 3 on Hotline, we talk about what you're talking about. In sports, popular culture, tech, and more, we pepper our daily lineup with renowned local and national guests with authoritative perspectives on a wide variety of topics from high school sports to Hollywood and the financial markets. Every day, Coop and I have irreverent discussions with you using texts and tweets, plus our exclusive content like the Question of the Day in or out in Beer Friday. Metro News Hotline, weekdays on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia.
2: What you need to know today is just a click away. WVMetroNews.com has the latest statewide news stories from the capital city to your hometown. Follow your favorite sports teams from high school to the pros. Hunting and fishing information is always on the outdoors page. And never miss your favorite Metro News program with live streams and archived episodes. Wherever you are in the Mountain State, the information you need is at WVMetroNews.com.
4: in addition city, CityNet statewide sports line rolls on from our health plan studios. The health plan providing health coverage options and the most trusted carrier for over 40 years. With Coach Greg Hunter coming up on our program, Mark Augusta. He's the head coach of Van High School's football team. He'll be the coach of the South team on Saturday, North-South All-Star game. Also coming up, Kareem Rush, founder, organizer of the Alumni Basketball League. West Virginia is going to play Maryland in an alumni game of Hoopers taking place on the 15th of July. As I said earlier, we had Ren Baker, West Virginia's athletic director in studio for a taping of three guys before the game this afternoon. And we hit a bunch of different topics. You probably know if you follow closely that last week at the Greenbrier, the big 12 got together for one of its annual meetings and so that was presidents and athletic directors getting together during what is an extremely turbulent time in college sports with the transfer portal with NIL with the rumblings of conference reorganization and we talked to ren about that and asked him if he could give us a uh, a takeaway from last week's meetings at the greenbrier how would you characterize where the big 12 is right now based upon last week's meetings based upon all the turbulent conversations that are going on in regard to reorganization what was the consensus field that you took out of those meetings last week because as you know there was so much oh arizona flew in connecticut flew in there was everything everything but the truth oftentimes what was your consensus
8: yeah, uh, so I've been in those meetings where nobody says anything. And that's the worst situation to have. That tells you that people aren't on the same page. That got people, the cards here. <laughs> got the cards. Yes. Here. That people are are, are uh, not sharing, not being forthcoming. Um, our meetings, there was a great amount of debate and conversation and um, and uh, robust discussion about a variety of things, about these uh, events we're putting in Mexico, about. Um, you know, data and the potential to share data about conference membership—all of those things were discussed. But people were really open. Um, the dialogue was flowing. I think Commissioner Yormark's been great for the league because he uh, he thinks differently, um, and and sometimes that is uncomfortable. I mean, he comes from it from a very pro mindset, and and we're very much rooted in higher education, academia, collegiate mindset. But but the byproduct of that is um, I think he learns and adjusts his opinion on some things based upon the experience in the room. And we've definitely grown from his perspectives and and thoughts. So the league is in a very strong place, um, probably the strongest it's been in a long, long time, despite the defection of two members that that are historically successful. Um and um I, I thought we were pretty aligned coming out of there with we have a great league. We're happy with the members we have today, we're excited about um, the growth and development potential with these new additional members. Um, but at the same time, if the right opportunity to take additional uh, members that that expanded our footprint and and made sense for us in the future, um, that we'd be open to that. And uh, the commissioner is pretty clear about that. Um,
4: and, and he had support in the room from us to do that. So there you go. And so the next piece of that is going to be determined by whether Pac-12 schools are happy or not happy when eventually that television contract that has been much talked about is finally released. Probably saw this week that Arizona's president, to paraphrase, still thinks that when all is said and is released that there will be enough money there that there won't be this mass exodus as some project.
5: Yeah, though they admit, even the Arizona president, he's still not certain what that number is. That they're still awaiting the figure, which I find interesting that, you know, are they truly clueless or is he just saying that they don't know? I bet know you it? they don't
4: know. I, I truly do believe yeah. that they don't know. But I do think, here's what I took away from his comments this week. This thought that this is absolutely going to happen and that, you know, the schools pop. I don't think so. I, I, I truly I, hear again. This is the kiss of death. This means this is how I'm going to say this. And then before the show's over, the announcement <laughs> will come out from the front. But anyway, my gut is that those schools, and I'm not going to say Colorado, but the Arizonas they stay put. That's my gut as of today.
7: Yeah. Who knows? But I'm, if
4: they come back mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, you know, the, uh, the new network for the PAC 12 is going to be the home shopping channel that obviously will move. But to this point, um, they're playing cards, and they're saying we're we're staying put. All right, another topic that we got into with Ren Baker, and that is the upcoming football season. How do you define a successful season with Ren Baker?
3: What to you will constitute success?
8: That that will mean yes, Coach, we want you to stay. You're building something. Where's the line there? I never. And I know this can sound a little bit like a cop out, and there'll be fans that get upset. I have never once talked about expectations in terms of a win total. I just think there's too much that can be influenced by that. You can hit that win total and not feel good about where the program is. Um, you could miss it by one or two and, and feel like that was because of a catastrophic injury or set of injuries, and that really, um, you know, the co- the coaching staff did a great job. So I think for me, I want to look at. Um, are we doing things the right way Are are we recruiting and retaining players um, do do we play football that's uh, disciplined football um, and do we feel like that the momentum is there uh, for us to continue to, to build and, and we know that uh, that wins matter I get that fans are going to focus on you know that's what makes coaching tough. You work 340 days a year. I mean, it's not a 365 day a year job, but it's a it's a it's a lot of lot of days. Um, and you and people judge you by 12 of those Saturdays, that scoreboard, and that's the only thing that that most fans care about. And you know that when you sign up for the job. So I'm not hiding from that. I, I've been pretty clear that we know we got to win more games. Um, Coach Brown knows that. He's not hid from that. I've seen him numerous times say, you know, hey, I know we got to win. Um, but I think as an AD, you're paid to be thoughtful, deliberate, analytical in your approach to assessing that and not be emotional uh, that's just focused on a, on a win total. And so we'll be looking at the totality of the program from recruitment to retention to onboarding to how we're growing them as people, how they're progressing academically while understanding that athletic success uh, matters and that that is also factors into the, to the, into the metrics that we
4: look at. There you go. Pretty much A to Z on that one.
5: Yeah, and, and certainly understandable. I mean, I, we, we get the question all the time. What do they got to do? What do they got to do? Six isn't enough. They got to get seven. They got to get eight. Well, you know, he he gives you the logical answer to this whole thing.
4: Yeah, and the logic, as he said, and I use, I'll use basketball. So, two seasons ago in basketball, West Virginia won 16 games, mm-hmm. and it was – it was not a good team. It was difficult to watch. It was frustration. It was just, ugh. This last year, they only won three more. Yeah. I think of it so much better. They won three more, but what did you feel like? And I think we all looked at that 19 team, 19 win team, we went like, whoa, hugely more improved than last year. What's three games? Yeah. So, same deal in football, as he said, you could have a big number, but go like, whoa. That was, that was like, they got here because of that. Or you could have some massive things that go on during the course of the season that you go like, how can you even judge this? So Mm -hmm. you just got, that's why you don't put a number on it, but you have to look at the whole, the whole picture. All right. Another topic that we got in there. And one of the issues that West Virginia is having, and one of the issues that we are where we are is because of the schedule. And, the 11 Power Fives that West Virginia has been playing, not to mention opening on the road against Power Fives for now three straight years, right? And Maryland and Pitt, and now this year Penn State, your opening game of the year all on the road. Anyway, we got into schedules. What's Ren Baker think football scheduling should look like at WVU? How do you manage that going forward when,
1: from a fan perspective, that I love this. Yeah. This is great having those teams back on, but that really has put the football program in a difficult spot when it comes to wins and losses.
8: Almost every program that has ascended from whether it's back of the pack or middle of the pack to the upper echelon has done so with being very careful with picking and choosing the games that they schedule that allow them to have some success and build some momentum but are also challenging at times. And so – when you're in a league as good as the Big 12 from top to bottom and you have nine conference games, um, I think that you have to have a group of five opponent in those three non-conference opportunities. So, so I would probably do Power Five, a group of five, and or another group of five or FCS. Um, the difference is the FCS allows you to always ensure that you're going to have seven and sometimes eight home games. Uh, whereas those group of five teams, occasionally you can buy them, but they're really expensive. So you're looking at a two for one, and the math becomes problematic um, uh, when you if you're on a year where you have five road conference games, and then you're on a, you have a road Power Five non-conference game. Like it puts you in a bind, and so there's a lot of intricacies that go uh, that go into that. But um, yeah, in, in my mind, um, having the two Power Five non-conference opponents coupled with the nine conference games makes it very, very difficult. And and if I could change that in one uh, magic uh, wand wave, I would. Um, I was rooting for the SEC to go to nine conference games. Um, that may have given us an opportunity to, to shell, uh, get rid of a game or two, but um, – you know, I I think moving forward, we're going to always look at probably a model that um, allows us to have a really good chance to come out of non-conference at at a minimum of two and one, and, and maybe even three and zero.
5: And West Virginia has one more year. Next year, they will continue two Power Five non-conference games with Pitt and Penn State still being on the schedule. Just flip them. After that, it's going to start to go to that model that he talked about: one Power Five, one group of five. One FCS, and that's what it is for the next several years that are scheduled out.
4: Another topic we hit was the change in the women's basketball head coaching position since he took over, and the topic was the departure of Don Plitzelwhite. So,
3: How did that listen. meeting go, by the way, with the women's coach when she said, "Hey, uh, listen, I'm heading out. I'm leaving."
8: We all of our conversations were cordial. I try not to take that stuff personal. That's hard. Um, but in this job, um, whether it's criticism from fans, whatever, um, I, I try to, to to not take that personal and just to do the job to the best of my abilities. Um, she let me know that Minnesota expressed interest, I want to say, a day or two before the Big 12 tournament. Um, and I said, well, I'd like to talk to you. We think you've built some momentum here. You know, I think this can be really special um you know we've seen uh, an increase in nil activity for women's basketball players which should be helpful um and um she said yeah i'm not even sure how sincere their interest is you know i'm just focused on winning and, uh, and i said well when you're ready to have the conversation i'm ready so if that's today if that's when the you know conference tournament's over if that's when the season's over um, by the time that we had the next conversation um it was pretty far down the road with minnesota um, and, uh, she was going to sleep on it and think about it. Uh, but I made it clear to her that we would love a chance to, to sit down and have an opportunity to counter. Um, what she articulated to me was that there were some reasons for going back there, but most of them had to do with family. It was close to where both she and her husband were from. There'd been health challenges, not to get too specific right, with, to, her, yeah. with her, her, her folks. Uh, that's more hers to share than mine um and so you know geography was something that i can't change we're in morgantown we're not moving campus you know anywhere closer to where she's from and so um you know i have to take that at face value and uh ultimately i you know things happen the way they're supposed to i think coach kellogg has done a great job onboarding and connecting with people and um and i'm excited about what he's building here and
4: and wish her nothing uh, but the best i don't have any ill feelings towards her. All right, Ren Baker, the full Three Guys Before the Game podcast available to you on our website and wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, and it's also available on YouTube as well. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hook up with Kareem Rush, the former standout, University of Missouri. He's begun the Alumni Basketball League, and West Virginia and Maryland will play in Fairmont next month as part of that We'll talk with him. And still to come as well, Mark Augusta, the head coach of the South All-Stars, the Van head coach, joins us as well later in the program. Stay with us. CityNet, statewide sports. Does
1: your business have a mobile workforce? Employees love it, but you know it can be challenging to keep them connected, productive, and secure. CityNet's mobile workforce solutions give businesses the tools to stay connected and productive even when employees are on the go mobile security and device management, secure remote access, cloud-based collaboration tools, and more. We have solutions for your needs and budget. Call us today at 844 CityNet or visit us at citynet.net.
7: Every child is different and learning isn't always easy, but when you find the right teacher in the right school with the right curriculum, one day it just clicks. The right school for your child is out there, and the good news is, it's only a click away. West Virginia Virtual Academy is a tuition-free online school with state-licensed teachers that gives students the personalized attention they need to succeed. Visit k12.com WV where education clicks.
3: If a fire occurred in your home, would your smoke alarms work? Don't wait for a tragedy to find out. Smoke alarms are designed to give you and your family the precious seconds you need to safely escape. Test your smoke alarms every month by pressing the test button until the alarm sounds. Depending on the type of battery in your smoke alarm, you may need to change the batteries at least once a year or whenever the low battery warning chirps. And never remove the batteries for any reason. Remember, having working smoke alarms is not only a good idea, it's the law. A message from the West Virginia State Fire Marshal's Office.
7: A lifetime warranty for your RV? Yes, Burdett Camping Center has West Virginia's only RV warranty for life. The warranty with no deductible, no maximum term, and it pays 100% of all parts and labor. Just buy your new RV from Burdett Camping. The warranty is totally free. And it covers everything from brake and suspension systems to AC, appliances, and even door handles. True peace of mind forever. Don't throw your money away. Get RV warranty for life only at Burdett Camping Center. BurdetteCamping.com.
3: From the Health Plan Studios, the CityNet statewide sports line returns in two minutes on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Metro News this morning. The biggest stories from around the state of West Virginia when you want them. Brought to you by Burdette Camping Center, home of the RV Warranty Forever. Chris Lawrence at the anchor desk. We are ready to get the day started in West Virginia with all of the information you need. Carrie Hudasek brings you the day's headlines.
7: More than $33 million in infrastructure grants will help some long-talked-about projects in West Virginia. Governor Jim Justice announced the grants from the West Virginia Water Development Authority last week that will cover 17 different projects, including the completion of the Clay County Courthouse Annex.
1: Kyle Wiggs at the sports desk. Cabell Midland winning the Triple A State Championship claims its first championship in baseball in 20 years. Winfield beat Kaiser 3 0. First baseball championship for Winfield in 21 years. Wahama beat
3: Tyler Consolidated 10 0. And Hoppy Kirchhoff's Daily Commentary. Metro News This Morning, brought to you by Burdett Camping Center. Listen where you get your favorite podcasts and online at WBMetroNews.com.
6: Weekdays at 3 on Hotline, we talk about what you're talking about in sports, popular culture, tech, and more. We pepper our daily lineup with renowned local and national guests with authoritative perspectives on a wide variety of topics from high school sports to Hollywood and the financial markets. Every day, Coop and I have irreverent discussions with you using texts and tweets, plus our exclusive content like the question of the day in or out in beer Friday. Metro News Hotline, weekdays on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia.
2: What you need to know today is just a click away. WVMetroNews.com has the latest statewide news stories from the capital city to your hometown. Follow your favorite sports teams from high school to the pros. Hunting and fishing information is always on the outdoors page. And never miss your favorite Metro News program with live streams and archived episodes. Wherever you are in the Mountain State, the information you need is at WVMetroNews.com.
4: Hey, welcome back in, everybody. sitting at statewide sports line rolling along on this Thursday night. A reminder, most West Virginians who are aged six months and older are now due for an updated Omicron COVID-19 shot, especially important for people with the highest risk of serious COVID-19 disease, such as those who are age 50 and older, and for those who have certain medical conditions. Find out if you're due for an updated shot. Use the calculator. That's vaccinate.wv.gov or call 1-833-734-0965, vaccinate.wv.gov or 1-833-734-0965. Last night on our program, we were joined by former Mountaineer John Flowers. He's getting ready to put his team together to compete next month against the University of Maryland, West Virginia alums, Maryland alums in Fairmont at uh, Joe Retton Arena, Fairmont State, On the 15th of July, we talked about the concept of these alumni league games, and we are joined this evening by the founder of the ABL, and for basketball fans, a very, very familiar name from his days at the University of Missouri, and then for a decade in the NBA, Kareem Rush joins us on the program. Kareem, good evening to you. Thanks so much for being with us. Absolutely appreciate it. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. I love your idea, man. So let me ask you this. So, like, how did it happen? Was it you're driving down the road one day and you go, like, What if I? Or was it like, uh, How did it happen?
9: No, no. So, this is you flash back to 2017. Uh, you look at the landscape of summer basketball, and there's the TBT, which is the million dollar winner takeoff yep. tournament in Vegas. And there's also the starting point of the Big Three, which is the Ice Cube League. All right. So, I was, I was one of the first players in the Big Three. You know, so, you know, the, the combine's there and there's literally 150 guys competing for 20 spots and guys who have my type of experience. So I'm like, between that and also seeing kind of the TBT having 72 teams, I was like, man, there's an opportunity here to create something. I don't know what it is. And then I started really taking a deeper dive into what the TBT looked like. And I, I saw that 27 of those teams were alumni teams. So I was like, why not create a league specifically for alumni teams to kind of make sense for those guys to come back and play back on college campus? You know, some of these guys go overseas, and, you know, the fan bases that follow them throughout their college years you never get a chance to follow them overseas, so they lose that that college fandom that they miss, and, um, you know, it, it gives fans that experience to see, you know, see former guys come back and play. So, mm-hmm. you know, my, the first game was in 2018. I put it here in Kansas uh, Kansas City, uh, KU versus MU. The city loved it, uh, and I was like, okay, I got something here. Uh, and obviously, you know, through COVID, it kind of fell on the shelf. So fast forward to uh, last um, April. I'm down in Missouri for our 20-year reunion. I see one of my former teammates, Jake Jackson, uh, who I haven't spoken to in 20 years, and we get to talking. Uh, he since then went on to, you know, start a, a career in professional sports. He owned um, the NBL team, the New Zealand Breakers. He also is part owner of the Lenexa Soccer Team, the Lenexa Soccer League. So I was like, man, I have this idea. This league. I need some help kind of, you know, putting together. You know, it's a concept. I did it a couple years ago. It was really good. But how do we turn this into a full league? So we decided to partner up and uh, wasn't really planning on doing a game last year. Uh, but through um, connections, we able to kind of put on kind of an exhibition game uh, back on Maryland's campus, uh, Maryland alums versus Georgetown alums, and sold it out. You know, we had, you know, eight guys from the 83 Georgetown team come back. We had Walt Williams come back, Joe wow. Smith, Junkyard Dog. We had six pros. Uh, The fans loved it. You know, we we had write-ups on the Washington Post and the Baltimore Sun. Um, So we started getting a lot of traction players and having conversations through my personal experience and relationships from, you know, my time and also my brother. Just just, just having feelings out there to talk to guys. And everybody loved the concept. Um, So, you know, so 2023, here we are. We have five games on the docket. Um, You know, we're, we're super excited to come to West Virginia and have our first game where uh, we risk the West Junior alums versus the Maryland alums. And then we go from there to to Athens and play uh, Georgia versus Georgia Tech. Then we go South Carolina-Clemson, uh, Syracuse-Georgetown. And then we, we come back here in Kansas City and finish with KUK State. I'm actually working on the Mizzou team, so we might have a, a doubleheader uh, at the end of the season, oh. kind of booking the season. Uh, but, yeah, you know, five games, maybe six games on the docket this year and hopefully next year expand it to more and build out a lead that's you know, maybe 64 teams where we can play, um, you know, different conferences, and eventually, you know, kind of end with a March Madness style tournament where we crown who's the best alumni team around the country.
4: Oh, that's neat. So here, here's a question for you, a twofold question. Firstly, um, when you go to try to put the Kansas Kansas State together, game together, yeah, do like do the people of Kansas kind of look at you with a cross-eyed a little bit? Like, wait a second. Yeah, wait, oh, no. just, wait, wait, wait a second, Kareem. I mean, I mean, that's a, people don't realize. People don't realize here how much that's like West Virginia. pit is it Missouri is, and Kansas. Is. I mean, so you, 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 they gave you the green light, huh? To
9: Even come
5: your come. brother. I mean, this is a <laughs> family rivalry, right? It's tough. It's
9: tough, you know. But I, the fact is that KU here in Kansas City sells. So I was like, I got to get the KU. You know, <laughs> behind me. You know, so uh, the KU alumni association has been great. They are helping out with the event, so they're gonna blow it out for us. But ideally, uh, if we can get that MU matchup, that that would be the one that I would So we can bring in a, a second team to play K State. Uh, I, I just got off the phone prior to this uh, interview with Ricky Paulding. So Ricky Paulding is gonna be the GM of the Mizzou team. So we, we got Ricky Paulding, we got myself, and then we have Marcus Denman. So I we need is five more guys. Yes, yeah, so I'm hoping by August uh, we'll get a Mizzou team together. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, so far it, it's been tremendous amounts of support uh, from not only. Um, the players, but also the alumni association who, who we've spoken to. Like I said, Eric Dievendorf, who's the GM oh, of yeah. the Syracuse team, yeah. is tied in directly with the uh, with the alumni station there because a lot of these teams have been playing in the TBT, so they come yep. back to these cities already and been you know talking to and raising money for you know to be able to play in that tournament. So we're not trying to you know interrupt that. We want to be kind of like the first major of the year. Guys can kind of play in our, our game and then kind of get prepped up for, right. for the TBT. So. Uh, we, we're excited, man. It's been, you know, a crazy year, but we're, we're excited about the future and where this league can
4: go. Yeah. Well, obviously, I don't need to match make for you, but if this thing continues, then next year it's got to be West Virginia and Pitt. And trust me, <laughs> that'll that that'll get that'll get the thing going. How how did West Virginia Maryland come along? Why'd you put these two together?
9: Um, the guy who's been kind of our ace uh, in the hole has been Ricky Goings, who was uh, a, a guy back east. I actually had you know, probably a few years ago, he had a smaller uh, type of alumni league in the D- in DMV area. So uh-huh. Ricky's, Ricky's tied in all across the, the East Coast. with He works with the Maryland uh, Collective to do the NIL deals. Uh, so he's the one that kind of, you know, orchestrating all these matchups. He knew John and, and, and Brandon Mouton, uh, who are the, the GMs. And mm-hmm. uh, the role of our GMs are not only to build a roster, uh, but they also have, like I said, have ties to those alumni associations right. in those local markets. So Ricky knows all these GMs and those guys have been putting together the roster. So it's been pretty easy and seamless right. having him as kind of our, our captain there.
4: Outstanding. Well, good deal. Mm-hmm. Kareem, we really appreciate your time very much. We wish you guys the best, and again, we'll hit it up July 15th, West Virginia, and Maryland alums at the, the Joe Retton Arena, Fairmont State. We wish you the best, man. I
9: appreciate it. ABLballing.com. You got it. Uh, Thank, you. it. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you,
4: bet. guys. Here he is, Kareem Rush. Stay with us when we come back. Mark Augusta, Coach of the South All-Stars will join us here on the CityNet statewide sports Line. Get ready for
6: sizzling summer savings at Fruit Pharmacy. From sunscreen to allergy relief, we've got you covered. Swim goggles? Check. Beach towels? Check. How about earbuds for listening to your favorite tunes by the pool or on the beach? Check. We're more than just a pharmacy. Fruit is your summer headquarters for summer everything. You can find all your summer needs and wants at great savings. Visit FruithPharmacy.com. Fruit Pharmacy, your hometown family pharmacy for summer and every day.
10: We are
3: there for you, to care for you, at the Health Plan.
8: The Health Plan is still growing, giving you a large network of doctors, friendly and helpful customer service representatives, and competitive, flexible pricing plans that meet your needs. Log on to healthplan.org for more information.
6: We are there
3: for you, to care for you, at the Health Plan. Here for you live from the health plan studios the CityNet statewide sports line returns in two minutes on metro news the voice of west virginia Metro News this morning: the biggest stories from around the state of West Virginia when you want them. Brought to you by Burdette Camping Center, home of the RV Warranty Forever. Chris Lawrence at the anchor desk. We are ready to get the day
6: started in West Virginia with all of the information
3: you need. Carrie Hudasek brings you the day's headlines.
7: More than thirty-three million dollars in infrastructure grants will help some long-talked-about projects in West Virginia. Governor Jim Justice announced the grants from the West Virginia Water Development Authority last week that will cover seventeen different projects, including including. including the completion of the Clay County Courthouse Annex.
3: Kyle Wiggs at the sports desk.
1: Cabell Midland winning the Triple A State Championship claims its first championship in baseball in 20 years. Winfield beat Kaiser 3-0. First baseball championship for Winfield in 21 years. Wahama beat Tyler Consolidated 10-0. And Hoppy
3: Kirchhoff's daily commentary. Metro News This Morning, brought to you by Burdett Camping Center. Listen where you get your favorite podcasts and online at wvmetronews.com.
6: Weekdays at 3 on Hotline, we talk about what you're talking about. In sports, popular culture, tech, and more, we pepper our daily lineup with renowned local and national guests with authoritative perspectives on a wide variety of topics from high school sports to Hollywood and the financial markets. Every day, Coop and I have irreverent discussions with you using texts and tweets, plus our exclusive content like the Question of the Day in or out in Beer Friday. Metro News Hotline, weekdays on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia.
2: What you need to know today is just a click away. WVMetroNews.com has the latest statewide news stories from the capital city to your hometown. Follow your favorite sports teams from high school to the pros. Hunting and fishing information is always on the outdoors page. And never miss your favorite Metro News program with live streams and archived episodes. Wherever you are in the Mountain State, the information you need is at WVMetroNews.com.
4: so much for being with us. Our CityNet statewide sports line continues and we continue our week-long preview of Saturday's North-South football All-Star game. We've been chatting with coaches, players so far this week and tonight we are joined by the head coach of the South team, Mark Augusta, who is the Van High School football coach, but he gets the designation of coaching the South team on Saturday. Coach, good evening to you. Thanks so much for spending some time with us.
10: Yes, sir. Good evening, you guys. How's everything going so far
4: this week? Everything good?
10: Oh, it's great. It's been a blast. It' been busy, but it's been a blast. What's the
4: What's the hardest thing of putting a team like this together in a week? Uh, just
10: basically what you said, putting it together. That's, <laughs> been, the, that's been the hardest part. That That's been going on since probably uh, February, and it was a work in progress even up till the day before check in. So, yeah. Uh, that has been a, it's been a task.
4: I know that the North team had some kids that bagged out. Did you, did the South have the same type of numbers that they did?
10: Yeah, yeah, we had several back out, uh, uh, some early, which wasn't a huge deal. You could you, you could find replacements for those, and had a couple there at the, right before time to come that that backed out, and that, that makes it tough, you know. But we we got thirty six together, and we're ready to go.
5: So you mentioned putting together schemes offensively and defensively. Do you even have to change that during the week because you find out what you have maybe doesn't fit with some of the stuff that you anticipated, or did you what you came in with is what you're going with?
10: What I came in with, that's what we're going to go with. Uh, these these kids can play. You know, uh, you, you've got depth. And you know, at Van, you don't have depth here. You got you know you got two or three guys can run the ball, five or six guys can catch it, and two or three can throw it, and so you just next man up and keep going. It's that, that 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 don't make it too hard.
4: Well, you say you didn't have. A, I know. I know what you're saying. Just because small school size, but my goodness, you guys had a heck of a season, didn't you?
10: Yeah, yeah. Them kids. Them kids play hard. You know, had 18 kids on a roster, and wow. to do what they did was. I mean, it's credit to them. They, they played hard. They never came off the field and battled through injuries, and uh, you know, hats off to them. Them kids. They deserve all the credit for that
4: so like you're living large then right mark because you said you had 18 kids on your van team you just said you got 36 this week i mean it's, it's this is like this oh. is the
10: land of milk and honey huh oh yeah i hit the lottery i walked out there i was like are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> i've never had a problem with it. gosh we gotta get that kid in the game more so yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's been fun. <laughs>
4: How do you practice when you've got 18 kids? I mean, you you literally obviously you never are able to go 11 on 11 during the week, right?
10: Carefully. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, believe it or not, I drag trash cans out there and to use for a scout defense, and you scrimmage half lines, and you limit your contact, and you just it's it's really unconventional what you got to do. Wow. That's amazing.
5: In, in a way, though, and this probably is from the outside, do you become a better coach because you have to be more innovative?
10: Well, I don't know who's better. You, you become more stressed. <laughs> 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 I
5: don't know
10: it's better, but you, you worry a lot about, you know, an injury or two is the difference between being able to put 11 on the field sometimes, and right. you just got to be real careful. But uh, and, and you got to be creative. You do. You have to be creative in what you do, and, uh uh it, it makes it uh, difficult, but I'm not complaining because I, I, there's no place else I'd rather, rather be than there. That's where I went to school myself, and I'm, I'm loyal to that, that school. And as long as it's there, I'm going to be there.
4: Yeah, that's great. What uh, looking ahead to this coming season at Van? How many
10: kids do you hope to have this year? Uh, our number is probably about the same, anywhere between 15 and 20, somewhere in that ballpark. You wow. know, uh, there's less than a hundred kids in the high school, nine through 12 up there. I think there's 93 kids, nine through 12. That's boys and girls.
4: When you were in, I
10: think it's under 50.
4: Yeah. When you were in school there, how many kids did you have, Mark?
10: Uh, We was 300. I graduated. There was like a hundred kids in the graduating class. And we we were a very quite large single A back then. Right. Right. Now, now we're the smallest. I believe we're the smallest single A in, in the state that actually fields a football team. How about I don't think that?
5: there's one smaller. So I, I I don't want to say this for Van exclusively, but does the state need to look at seven man football?
10: Well, possibly. I mean, possibly. Uh, it, when you know when you have, it, it's hard to finish a ten game season with fourteen kids. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's tough. It's it's just tough. And uh, if you start with fourteen, you know it's it's highly unlikely that you're going to end with fourteen. You know this this is a collision sport, and kids get hurt.
9: Yeah. Uh,
10: so you gotta be careful in what you do and um uh, you gotta manage manage the best you can, you know, uh that that's what we do. So so it's been a blessing to come out here and have thirty six kids that, that put out there and have an offense and a separate group for a defense and special teams of different kids and I always joke at Van, the difference between our uh our offense and our punt team, we just change positions. <laughs> we don't change personnel, we just move positions around. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen.
4: Well, in, in, enjoy it as much as you enjoy it as much as you can here for the rest of this week. Uh, we wish you guys the very, very best, and we wish you the best uh, going ahead this coming fall uh, for the Bulldogs, who uh, last year uh, went undefeated in the regular season. So, congratulations on that. We wish you the best, and we uh, we appreciate you being with us.
10: Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, and hope everybody comes out much this game Saturday. It should be it Should be a good game.
4: Outstanding. Thanks so much, Mark. Take care.
10: thank uh, Take, take you, care,
4: guys. Yep. There he is. Mark Augusta, head coach. At you know, we take that for granted. You know, you just – think about what he said, right? Oh. They put garbage cans out on the field so that they can scout during practice, say, okay, this, there's going to be someone here. Right now it's made, but on, <laughs> on Friday night there will be an actual live corner that will be right there that you're going to have to find a way to block down. They're successful. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing.
5: but you're right
4: man i mean i don't know if that makes people bristle or not but for these smaller schools maybe you do have to take a look at seven person football and for safety for just makes it actually makes sense you still keep score you still win or lose but that may be the way that this thing is going just think about the loss of enrollment he's had since he was there. He just graduated in 83. All right, we're out of time. Thanks for being with us. Back tomorrow night, CityNet Statewide Sports Line. From the Health Plan Studios, the CityNet Statewide
9: Sports Line is an exclusive production of the Metro News Radio Network. All rights reserved.